This Friday night, we will be at Prince William County Fair in Virginia. Come see us at the fairgrounds on Dumfries Road in Manassas, Virginia. Sammy and I are going to be there with a kissing booth on uh-huh. Friday night starting at 5 p.m. Should we keep it a secret what you're going to be able to kiss until you get there? Well, I mean, clearly... You're going to be able to kiss me. Me. And one other surprise. Mm. Uh, Get your tickets. You can walk right up and get your tickets at the fairgrounds. It's really, really easy. Or you can go to their website, pwcfair.com. For your weekly admission, admission for an adult is $10, and then one admission for a child or senior ticket is $6. We'll see you Friday night starting at 5 p.m. at Prince William County Fair. Instead of saying hey, I was going hello. Oh, we should do a remix to that song Where already. Where we just changed the haze to hello. Hello. Yeah, I love that. Okay, okay let's do it. Uh, welcome, everybody, to our Hey Fresh podcast. It is the 100th episode. 100th episode. Woo! <laughs> we made it. Oh, that was supposed to be a champagne pop, but it sounded more like an explosion. I'm sorry. Yeah, give me good. some champs. Um, I'm still riding the high. Over this past weekend, we had two live shows in Washington, D.C. that were sold out, and they were incredible. And, um, God, Sammy, I'm just so ready to do this in front of a live audience every day. Are you? Really? I am still hungover from that show. What? What did you do after or during? Well, I mean, I went out afterwards, clearly. But I think here the thing is, is like, when you're doing these shows, you kind of get so into it, and you start drinking, you know, and you start getting into it. Like, you kind of have this adrenaline. And nothing can really, you know, like you don't feel as intoxicated as you truly are oh until God. you wake up the next day and you're like, ah, oh, fuck. Do you know, this is the only reason that I knew you were drunk. So at the end of the second show, we decided to do a Q&A with our audience to just like get them to, you know, you oh, can I wasn't ask drunk us anything. I, really? Because I, I went out, I'm telling we went out afterwards and that's oh when it all went really bad. Because you went on and on and I'm like, this dude is drunk. Because normally when we do a Q&A, you'll like answer pretty quickly and you don't go on. But when you went in and you were on, I was like, I think okay, it was, this guy. I think that here's the thing with that question that it was that I went on and on about. It's because, honestly, I'm so fucking sick and tired of that question <laughs> that I just want to give the answer, give them a long one, a good one. I would fill up any of their, you know, oh, that boy. way they could ask again. And that was it. I just wanted to fucking be done with. I and it. clearly, I think it actually just opened up more doors. <laughs> so... Whatever. I was glad it was you this time and not me. Uh, look, welcome to our show. We got a lot to recap. We're going to play you some highlights Is that from fucking our mosquito show. still trying to eat me alive. I you, there's a goddamn mosquito like swarming around me. I, there is a mosquito. I don't know. <laughs> Son of a bitch. So we're going to play some highlights for you, and then we're also going to air our interview with Tracy Braxton, who is one of the stars of Braxton Family Values, which is on WeTV. Mm-hmm. She was, like phenomenal. I said, she was phenomenal, and we did two live shows, and she was our 9.45 p.m. guest, and oh my God, so open, and when she talks about growing up with Tony Braxton, yikes, as a sister, it was, were you shocked that she was so revealing? Uh, yeah, actually, I was very shocked. That, in fact, she answered my question. I had one question that I asked the entire time, and all it was was, Mary fuck, kill the Jacksons, the Osmonds, or the Jonas Brothers. Yeah, we wanted to know, because she grew up in a family band, much like the Osmonds yeah. and the Jackson 5, which I didn't really the know. The Braxtons. Everyone knows the Braxtons. Did you know there any of their music, though, before? I mean, no, I didn't know like them then, but like I know the family now, and you know that they're right. a musical family, and that they've clearly been around that with... All of them forever. So Sammy did ask her what musical family she would fuck, Mary kill, and it was so good. She played a lot. She was great. She was great, great, great. Are you going to hit me with some disclaimer now that I've already dropped the F-bomb like Oh, twice? I forgot about it. See, here's the thing. I'm so used to the live show still because I didn't play the disclaimer at all during the live This is a statement intended to specify or delimit the scope of rights and obligations that may be exercised and enforced by parties in a legally recognized relationship. Wait, what? This is your disclaimer. The Hey Frage podcast may not be suitable for all years. Oh. 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 Um, so anyway, we're going to get to some highlights and play that. And then 
True or false? Did Sammy have another run-in with the law over the weekend? Great. Can't wait to talk about this one. Plus, I do want to talk about the stories that I shouldn't be obsessed with, but I am. Did you see the audio clips of the actor who now does voiceover for all the Donald Trump speeches in this like extremely high, flamboyant, like Dude, very gay-sounding voice? It is awesome. Not that anyone can technically sound gay, but that's what the parody is supposed to ding, be. Ding, ding, ding. Sarah's about to get hate mail. <laughs> That's the hate mail. That's the hate mail. How would you describe the voice? Like a feminine voice or something? It's it's, honestly, it's exactly what it says it is. It's sassy Trump. Sassy Trump. Like it's sassy Trump. We're obsessed with this new sassy Trump. We'll talk about that. And then Gabby Douglas. Can we discuss the online bullying? Because I have some interesting feelings about that. Yeah, definitely. Okay, cool. All that is coming up on the show. So we've got a lot to get to. Um, I did want to ask you this. So over the weekend at these live shows, Dan is very upset with me in my relationship. And No shit. I'd be too after this weekend. <laughs> Why would I do? Within earshot of him, don't you remember the hell? You literally tell everyone this. You're like, oh my God. Because you met Bill Bellamy this weekend. Oh right? my God. I did meet Bel- Bill Bellamy. Okay, which... but what people don't realize is that Sarah just doesn't, like, when I meet somebody of Big Stature, I actually meet them. I shake their hand. I go, love your work. I usually get a little bit nervous. I say something stupid and I walk away. Sarah, beyond, look, no questions asked. Anytime it's a cute celebrity she meets, she's going to try to sleep with them. Okay, and you talk about it, right or wrong. I do, I do. I and always want to be. And I, you're I like, do. oh my god, Bill Bellamy, you were the first. You know, you were the first well, crush I, I ever had. I want to have sex with you. I didn't think I, this if, was. If I'm not with my boyfriend anymore, I'm totally done with white guys after this. That's true. Dan is the wa- last white man that I'm ever <laughs> dating. The last white man. Um, but I went up to Bill Bellamy, and everyone was shocked. I was like, oh my god, Bill Bellamy. In high school, when I lived in little tiny Wiscasset, Maine, I would come home and I would put on MTV and I would watch like all the VJs and um, a total. What was that? What was that show? Was like it total, total Request Live. Total Request Live. TRL. Oh my God, Bill Bellamy was the hottest thing I had ever seen. And so when I saw him at the DC Improv on Saturday night, I said. You were the first black guy that I ever wanted to have sex with. Like, I fantasized about him. Like, I was so in love. And everyone was like, oh, my God, why did you say that? And I'm like, well, what else was I supposed to say? You know. No, I, you know what? It, it wouldn't have had the same meaning if I said, hey, you, you were, were the, the first, first guy. Because it wasn't. You could have been like, you were the first VJ. Justin Ruiz was the first guy that I ever wanted Who's to Justin really. Justin Ruiz? Oh, he went, to, he went to middle school with us. Oh. Um, but and, then he ended up moving away. you were already thinking about doing it in middle school? Go, girl. Well, I mean, like eighth grade. I mean, I was super late bloomer. I wasn't doing it until a little later. You weren't? Sophomore year of high school. I was still, that's still like really early. 16 now is really early. I feel like kids don't lose their virginity now until they're 18 or 19. You weren't like Kaylee from Hardy Middle School, just give handies in the bathroom? No. Uh. I did not do any of that. No. Okay. And I, I was really late, too. I don't think I ever had a... I had, like, my first period when I was, like, 15, then not another one until I was, like, 18. Good for you. <laughs> Lucky you. I think that's probably a sign that I had, like, a lot of testosterone. So I think you, that's a sign that my body was trying to figure out if I was male or female, probably. Mmm. That's the mustache. <laughs> You know what? I hate you, by the way. I don't know if you saw this, but I posted a picture of my outfit for the live show. And actually, people were commenting, oh, my God, you look so good. I can't even see your mustache in this photo. Implying that, like, in other pictures of me online. You can see it. You cannot. Especially because you love to do the above the head angle. You know, you like that downward angle. And unfortunately, when the light hits you right there, you can see it. You are so... Like, it's not like you have a... Like, here's the thing. That's why I've been... Honestly, Sarah, if anything, you should be thanking me. Because I've been purposely keeping my beard extra scruffy. So that way, hoping that when people see us together, you know, they look at me and they see the little minute mustache you have and they go, well, comparatively speaking, it's not that bad, you know? Good. Well, I hope people are saying that. But anyway, I love that people are commenting on that. And I'm like, thanks a lot, Oh, I thought you were going to say about how I drunkenly wrote that that photo was photoshopped. (laughs) Yeah, then you troll me. My own co-host trolls me. I trolled you. He goes on, he goes, this is so photoshopped, this picture. And by the way, I wrote back, there was only one filter. I used the Clarendon filter. That was real. Which is the best filter, by the way. It is the best filter. The best filter, by Hands down. Um... So anyway, Dan came to the live shows, who's my boyfriend, Mm -hmm. and he had this really great conversation with a couple, and especially the guy, of um, a guest that had come to our podcast, okay? So after the show, Dan says, hey, um... 
that guy was really, really cool. I would have, like with my college buddies, I would have the same conversations that I had with him. Who was that? And I go, oh, well, that's our Snapchat friend who follows the show. I'll reach out to her and and see, like, if, you know, you want to get together, if we all want to get together. So he was like... Oh, my God. Dan has a crush. Oh my God! Okay, keep talking. I want to. I know. I think Dan. This could be a turning point for Dan, right? Totally, has a man crush on this guy. Okay, so I Snapchat our listener and I say, "Hey, Dan really liked your boyfriend, and I think they should have a bro date. Can I give Dan his email address or phone number?" And Dan was really mad. He was like, "I can't believe you did that." Why would you do that? That's not how guys work, Sarah. That isn't how guys work. You literally set it up like he was your four-year-old son, and you were setting up a play date with him and another and another child that you're you know that you guys are friends. The mothers are friends. Like, no, Sarah. Oh, well, what are you supposed to do? I have look at this. I actually was saying this. I had to go to a going away party for my friend Jared this weekend, right? Okay. And he is a friend that I don't have his phone number. I just added him on Facebook because he's moving, right? But he's a friend because as guys. I met him and I was like, oh, this guy's really dope. I'd like to hang out with him, you know? But the thing is, though, guys just don't sit there. I knew we had mutual friends, so I could have asked one of my friends, hey, could you give me Jared's number? I kind of want to hit him up to hang out. But that's not what guys do. We just randomly see each other. We randomly, you know, like bump into each other and we're friends that way. Okay? So now you know there's a connection. So at least now Dan knows, oh, well, if you're going to want to meet with this girl, maybe the boyfriend will be there. He'll go along because that's something, you know, he really likes the guy. He's got a little crush on him. Yeah. Oh, my God. He totally has a man crush. He can't be the one to email. He was like, what are you doing? That's like so disrespectful or, you know. It is because it makes it sound like he's so pathetic that he can't (laughs) sit there and make his own. He can't make his own friends. So he has to come to his girlfriend's live show and then have her email the boyfriends of people that come out and hoping that they'll become friends with him. He sounds fucking pathetic, Sarah. Oh, you got the mosquito. Oh, God. Do you think this has Zika? I was going to say, wipe it somewhere else, not on me. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. Well, Uh, congratulations. Zika has now come to D.C. It's like right on my head. Is that too soon? Can you even make Zika jokes or is that offensive? I don't know. I don't know why. I haven't figured it out. Well, anyways, I'm proud of Dan. So he's got a little man crush. He's He's got a man crush. He's going to, you know, do it. What's wrong with this? Well, well, also, I think it's fine. No, let me ask you this. If she writes back and she gives her boyfriend's email address and phone number, shouldn't I pass it on to Dan? I think I should because here's the no, thing. You Dan will probably one, call him. You should do one better. If she sends on the email address, why don't you actually send an email to both of them introducing them together, Sarah? Because that won't be embarrassing. Sarah, that would be the worst thing you could ever do. <laughs> If you send an email, be like, hey, what's the guy's name? I don't even know his name. What's it? Um, We're going to call him Tim. All right. Hey, no, Tim. Who cares? Okay, I'm just going to make up the okay. name Tim. All right. So, hey, Tim, this is my boyfriend, Dan. He's pathetic and can't write his own emails or make his own friends. So here I am sending you an email saying, hey, would you like to come over one time? Maybe you guys could have some hot cocoa. Watch the Home and Garden Network. I don't know. Like, what do people do? They could watch football together. You could watch some football or, as Dan calls it, soccer. <laughs> Like, is that what you're going to do? That's I'll do the, the email intro thing. live on this show. That is the worst thing ever. Well, that he was is... mad at me, and I didn't understand why. If anything, you should ask that girl about her friend with the inverted nipples. I know. You got so many date offers. Did you go out on any? I know you were hungover on Sunday. I didn't do anything. I didn't do, so you didn't go I didn't do anything but eat pizza on Sunday. So uh, I heard you got asked out, though, by a woman who has inverted nipples. Well, it's a thing. I didn't get asked out by her. Her friend goes, oh, my gosh, my friend... Would love to meet you. She's got this crush on you, blah, blah, blah. But, and then she proceeds to tell me all these negative things about her. You know what I mean? When you could have just stopped and said, my friend would like to meet you. You know, she's pretty cute. But instead, she decides to list off all the crazy sexual escapades she's done. The time she's been arrested. The fact that she has inverted nipples. The times that, like, and I was just like, I love it. (laughs) These all so you said yes to this date. You're going to be set up on a blind date. I don't know. You got to text the girl because it's the same girl that you're trying to hook up. Oh, my God. This girl is like the epicenter. She's going to be the epicenter of Dan and I's crush life. Wow. If if Dan ends up with her boyfriend and then you end up with this inverted nipple chick. You do realize that the second that I brought this up on the air and I mentioned that she has inverted nipples, that there is absolutely no way in hell this girl will ever, ever respond to me, Sarah. 
You do know that, right? Like, when I brought this story up, I knew that uh, I was shooting that one in the foot right there when I said it. Don't get mad at me. I didn't even ruin this one for you. I That's wasn't even right. going to go there. I self-ruin now. I'm still, like, in my phase that I'm trying to, like, do me, you know? So I, like, self-sabotage things. Well, whatever you're doing, your hair does look like it's growing back. You actually look less bald. Because I'm less stressed. That's why. <laughs> you look good. I think the inverted nipple trick will go out with you. I got a, I have a premonition on this one. You have a premonition because yeah, let's let's go. <laughs> and then I can't wait till we have our first double date. And you go, oh my god, I've been I've heard so much about your inverted nipples. I'm so glad to see them in person. Well, if this works out. I mean, I want to do drugs off our nipples. <laughs> and that was a story that I didn't mention on the air that you did. But all right, Sarah, there you go. I'm kidding. That isn't even a story. That's not even a story. Folks. That's all that was made just, up. Like, taking it to the next. That's level. just made up. A couple of co- a couple of stories we didn't address, like over the weekend, you saw where Brendan Dassey, his conviction was overturned. I know. I thought we were going to bring that up, but we totally forgot. I did forget to bring it up on Saturday night. We're a little late to the game, but you know we were huge Making a Murderer fans. Mm-hmm. And um, the state of Wisconsin has 90 days to try and retry him again, or else he's completely free. A judge overturned it, saying that basically the biggest issue was that he wasn't really... Taught, you know, provided an attorney, really made clear that he could have an, an attorney the first time that the police Wait. interrogated him, and his mom couldn't even be there, which is highly Really? Illegal. Because I, I feel like if you just watch the show, you damn knew that. I know. Uh, the federal court's unexpected and rare decision to overturn Dassey's conviction is a massive win for the 26-year-old because now, because unlike the case against Avery, which is full of physical evidence, contested um, though it might be, the only thing prosecutions had that linked Dassey to Hallbach's murder was his involuntary confession. So it's amazing. He is going to be absolutely free. He could be completely free in 90 days. And they are saying there was such a lack of physical evidence uh, yeah. against Brendan Dassey, clearly. Uh, Isn't that amazing? I mean, talk about some, the power of a show. We'll talk about how fucked he's going to be because he's going to get a settlement from the state. And he's probably going to become public enemy number one like his uncle. Well, that's the thing, too. Yeah, exactly. That was what a Rolling Stone article was saying. Is like, is he even safe on the outside? Because you're right. An attorney's probably going to help him sue them because he's now been mm-hmm. wrongfully in jail for what, like ten years? And it was he's like be owed millions, much like Stephen was from when you're 17 years old, like a like a like a juvenile, yeah, to lose your entire 20s. That's insane. Unbelievable. There's also going to be a second episode, a second season of Making the Murderer, and now reports are saying that Brendan Dassey and any um, sort of ongoing legal things that he might have against the state of Wisconsin could be featured. So this could be like it making a murderer could now turn into like an ongoing show. Are, but are you excited about like is there a thing? Once I see that first season, I don't want to see a season 2 or season 3. Really? Because well, now I do that Brendan well, Dassey's like going to be out. It's like with Serial or with this, right? Once you like that TV show is what brought that news story into the limelight for a majority of people. So now that it's in the news, you know, this could have been a great season, you know, opener for the next, or this could have been a great episode three in the next season. But unfortunately, we all read about it today. So by the time they tell you nine months from now when they actually edit it all together and they, you know, premiere well, like, it, it's not going to be like, there's nothing that's going to be new. Well, I think that his. It's like with Serial right now. Like, there's nothing you're getting from Serial, right? That you're not getting from the internet already about Adnan Saeed. True. But I mean, I don't know. I think if they do have any cameras following. Brendan I mean, Dassey, when he gets out, I mean, it will be interesting. Like, the poor thing. It's not like he has an amazing structure outside of jail. Um, are you that gassy right now? Because <laughs> yeah, I couldn't tell if you're trying to impersonate Brendan Dassey or if you were gassy. <laughs> with all those pauses there. Yeah. No. Yeah. So. Um, Gabby Douglas, the Olympian, the gymnast. Love her. Says that her performance has failed at the Rio Olympics this year um, because of all the online trolls. Gabby, as you know, has been given a really hard time online for some of her facial expressions, for not putting her hand over the, her heart during the national anthem. Um what are your thoughts on this, by the way? Do Absolutely. You feel like, and I, she's also been uh, coined hashtag Crappy Gabby, which was, um, crab, I'm sorry, Crabby Gabby, which was trending on Twitter for a while. Oof. Do you, her mom says it's absolutely disgusting that the trolls and the nasty remarks uh, and even comments about her hair, uh, which were made for 2012, they say that it has actually really hurt her performance. Do you think that um, Olympians should be conditioned much like celebrities to be used to the hate? Or do you think it's, do you have a lot no. of empathy for Gabby? I have a lot of empathy for them. These are amateur athletes, okay? Well, Nine, amateur, I don't think they're... They are considered amateur athletes. Oh, they're really? not professionals. Yeah, that's, that's the whole idea of the Olympics. 
professionals aren't supposed to do. That's why the dream team. That's why like the like the basketball thing is such a weird thing. You know, people always because they're actual professionals. You know what I mean? Oh, God, look at you! I didn't even know that. Supposed to be amateur athletes, right? So, majority of these athletes, if you think about it, Sarah, ninety-nine percent of the athletes aren't getting on Wheaties boxes. They're not making millions of dollars. They're not making a fucking dime. They're doing this just for the honor and for their country. Okay. Mm Those people, if you're going to sit there and get shit on so badly, like that swimmer, you know, and they call him the fat swimmer. Where was he from? Oh, like, yeah. Uh, I couldn't remember. Was he from Ethiopia? I, I Eritrea? was going to say that he was from Maybe, Ethiopia. I don't remember. But he was, you know, and like that. This guy is going there. Gabby Douglas, on the, on the most part, like granted, she may be an elite athlete, but she's probably living in a dorm, going to college somewhere, you know, barely getting by. She walks around. It's not like people are stopping and taking her pictures like a celebrity. She's not making millions upon millions of dollars from this. But yet you're treating her like someone that is making millions. Like, I feel like a celebrity is different. When you're a movie star and you made $15 million, think- someone can say something about you because, you know what, you still have $15 million to go cry into. Okay, the average Olympic athlete, Gabby, Gabby doesn't make a lot. Okay, of money. by the way, uh, Gabby, this is just typing into Google, yeah, has made get, three million dollars. That's in her. I, she's the one percent, Sarah. Okay, like she's the one percent. But even then, to think that that's not going to affect you is bullshit. You know, and it's not like it's like you know. Come on, she spends her entire life doing this, and you're just going to sit there and they aren't trashing on her. Look, she had a bad game. Who cares? You know, I feel like if you're a professional athlete, like if you're an NBA player, when they're paying you millions upon millions every year and you're doing this on the regular, she has to wait four years to literally do. And it comes down to like one routine. You know what I mean? That's insane. That's a lot more pressure than you playing an NBA game once every three days or a baseball game every other day. And you're making a a few million bucks. I guess here's the thing. With the Internet, anybody can become a celebrity now. And it, it doesn't matter... I don't know. I have mixed feelings on this because I guess I thought she would have been a little bit more... I would have thought they would have conditioned those women. Like, first of all, you know you're a young woman. You know you're a target. You know the whole world is watching. Like, I'm surprised that they didn't give those guys more psychological training in the whole idea that people are going to criticize you. That's what I'm shocked about. Now, I also... My question when this came up is why was Gabby Douglas paying any attention to the Internet? Why is she looking at her phone? According to the news articles that are coming out, she was asked about the comments and had no idea. And, that, and then that started to kind of get in her head. Well, that's also some fucking douchebag journalist fault. Like, why are you even asking? Like, I don't know. Why are you asking someone about, like, Internet comments if they're clearly not there? Do you guys know what roaming is? Shit well, must have been expensive to get Twitter down there. <laughs> I, I guess I'm, you know, I, I have empathy for her, too. I guess I'm just surprised. Like, I just expect, no matter what we do, right, we're going to get hate. And at some point, for something we don't even anticipate, right, yeah. we'll be at a baseball game picking our noses or, you know, licking a nipple or seeing inverted nips or whatever, and we're going to get hate for that, like massive but hate. we set ourselves up for that. But we're not sitting so there. so is she. What do you think? But she's you're not, doing no, the Olympic she's, Games she without watching? No, she is setting herself up to do an Olympic sport, okay? She's not trying to be funny. She's Which not sitting there. She's not doing anything shocking. Mother scratching but, business. But that's fu- that's a business, Sarah. You're missing the point. Her goal is to be an athlete, not an entertainer. Like that doesn't exist anymore. She is an athlete. She is an athlete. Then Sarah. don't get endorsement money. She's getting endorsement money. I'm sorry. The minute you accept endorsement money, which I realize has to help pay for training, I was going to say that you really aren't getting anything parents. out of it. You're not getting any. Like, I guarantee you, when it's all said and done. She won't really have that much money left over from all that. I'm just, to me, I'm like, I I do not understand how these people, like, what I do understand is bullying when you're, like, in middle school and everybody starts picking on you and then sends you online stuff and you don't have the mental tools to deal with it. But these people, these athletes, are, they know they're going to be on the huge stage. How is this, like, I'm just so amazed this story's been going on, like, a week. But they do the same, like, they do these tournaments all the time. They're always doing competitions. And once every four years, all of a sudden, everything's under scrutiny. Like, that's bullshit. No, that's what the and Olympics has your, no, 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 hold on. And you're, I have a great you example, like Sarah. But tons of people came online to defend her. Yeah. And they're making... Okay, more people are defending Gabby Douglas, but her mom and Gabby are out there being like, this affected her performance, all this shit. That's Hello? Fine. No, it's not fine. You know what, Sarah? I think the difference between is Gabby didn't sit there and talk about her queefs on the air. You know what I mean? Like... She wasn't there making jokes like you do. She wasn't doing that stuff. She doesn't deserve that kind of reaction. Now, if you'd like to transition from there, uh, going back to this whole thing about you supposedly queefing randomly all the time, 
right? Yeah. Okay, remember this little story? Yeah. You talk about that on the air, right? So it makes total sense to me when a listener sends us a song called Sarah's Queef. <laughs> Okay, and I don't share it with you because I want to surprise you with it, but it's literally, again, you guys want to know why I won't play local artists on the show, why I won't do any of that stuff? It's this. This is easily the the worst slash best song ever. Are you ready for Sarah Queef? Oh my god, okay. And I don't need no disco. It's a rap. Oh, you got it now soon enough, man. You just gotta wait. Why no walking through the hallway and you wear a little squeak? No, it's not a monster hearing. Really? Just a Sarah Quinn. Just a Sarah Quinn. Just a Sarah Quinn. Just a Sarah Quinn. She's podcast host with a job on TV, but recently she's noticed she can't hold it in a quick. Hold it in a quick. That's all hold I have. in a quick. Can't hold it in a quick. Sarah Quinn. <laughs> Sarah Quinn. Oh my God. You see? But, like, when you share a story... Oh, my God! When oh you share a story... Oh, my God, story, I am never going to live this down. I take you, it back. Gabby Douglas, I'm so sorry. From now on, I now you America is going to know me as Sarah Queef. Sarah Queef, Sarah. I mean, look at... Play this again. That is what happens, Sarah. That's what happens, okay? What the... You understand that? Gotta wait. Gotta wait? Is that Gabby? Why no walking through the alleyway and you wear a little squeak? No, it's not a monster hearing. Really, just a Sarah Quay. So all I think is I yes, think it's Sarah Quay. All I hear is oh so I think it goes. So when you're walking down the hall and you hear a squeak, it's not a mouse. It's a Sarah Queef. Is that what he said? <laughs> <laughs> this is Wait, the next okay. One. Look at look at this is oh, great. Just a Sarah Quay. Just a Sarah Quay. Just a Sarah Quay. She's podcast host with a job on TV, but recently she's noticed she can't hold it in a quake. Hold it in a quake. I have no idea what he said before that. Can't hold it in a quake. Sarah Queef. Sarah Queef. Oh my God. Who sent you this? Someone named Grant Ted. Grant Ted. I can't tell their name is Grant and Ted or if it's granted, dispelled incorrectly. Oh my God, you are amazing. Come on this show. The, dude, this is so I good. Think I we mean, just got the best out of them right there, Sarah. That was <laughs> probably as good as it gets. But can you send us the lyrics to part two? We were not sure. So when you're rolling down the street and you hear and a you, little squeak, you hear a little it's squeak. not a mouse, it's, it's a, a Sarah, Sarah Queef. Is what this I think is my life. <laughs> See, so now you know. But the difference oh is, Oh, my though, God, Gabby, like, I'm so sorry, girl. You brought it up. You talked about it. It's different. She didn't mention stuff. She just went there and tried to tumble a little bit. Oh, my God. So there you go. Now you know. Oh, my God. I now have a Sarah Queef song. That's going to be my new ringtone. Every hit. time you call me, just goes, just a Sarah Queef. Just a Sarah Queef. When you're rolling down the street and you hear a little squeak, <laughs> it ain't no mouse. It's a Sarah Queef. <laughs> Oh, my God. I love you. Whoever made that song, God, email me. Sarah, S-A-R-A-H-I-H-R-A-H.com. That was so good. Uh, I totally forgot. When you emailed me that you had that, holy shit. Because I didn't think you believed me. But I didn't believe you. Yeah, someone sent it to me. Oh, my God. Um, and that, too, by the way, you can weigh in. Oh, God. If you have songs you want to email us, topics, if you want to weigh in on the Gabby Douglas thing, Sarah but, at HeyFrage.com. But you now you, and now you know the level, okay? So don't send me your love song with you and your acoustic guitar that you played. And, like, I don't so hear that. Grant Teep. It's, it's got to be like this. It's got to be this amazing. Okay? Now we have a bar set for music that we'll play by local artists. If you're not better than the Sarah Queef song... Don't even bother sending it in. And follow us on social media at HeyFrage, H-E-Y-F-R-A-S-E, on Instagram, on Twitter, and then on Snapchat, HeyFrage Show. Sammy's socials are all the Sammy, S-A-M-Y-K. You can get him on Instagram, on Twitter, on Snapchat, the Sammy K. Um, one more thing I wanted to get to is the Sassy Trump, the Sassy Trump audio that's Love trending. Sassy Trump. Oh my God. Sassy Trump audio is so freaking good. It's it's hysterical. And it's a guy named Peter Serafinowitz, I believe, who is an actor and voice actor. Did Wait, I get hold that? On. Holy shit, guys. I don't think you realize this. S-E-R-A-F-I-N-O-W-I-C-Z. Sarah, you would have never been able to pronounce that like three months ago. <laughs> That's fantastic. Peter Serafinowitz. 
It's now Finowitz. Now, now you fucked it up again. Wow. Serafinowitz. There you go. There uh, you go. He's a British actor and comedian, famous for his roles in Guardians of the Galaxy and Shaun of the Dead. And he's built up a very considerable fan base now by releasing these sassy Trump videos. And essentially, he'll take recent Trump speeches, and this is just from a couple of days ago, where President... Uh, president oh god well uh, trump, said, trump that, said that president obama is the founder of isis wait till you hear this voice it's incredible Listen and then to he this. comes back and says no 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 i was being sarcastic now me i stand up here i'm not looking at notes i'm not reading teleprompters not easy not easy <laughs> not easy <laughs> Remember, but, and if I make one mistake, a little, like, oh, he mentioned something wrong, got the wrong date, it's like headlines all over. <laughs> she can say. It's just so funny because he matches the mouth perfectly. Up here. This is so I good. don't want a president who short circuits. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. I don't want it. I don't want a president short circuit. We've got to deal with ISIS. We've got to deal with China. We've got to deal with lots of people. They're not short-circuiting. But I don't want somebody who short-circuits. So let me just tell you. Let me just tell you. Over the last little one, you know, every time, it's always a big deal. When I said that, Obama. And of course I'm being sarcastic. They know that. Because after I said that, I said he's the MVP. He's going to collect his MVP award. Uh, Okay. So I said, Obama. Is the founder of ISIS. The founder. And and these dishonest media people, the most dishonest people, they said, oh, did he mean that? Uh, Didn't he mean that? And after that, I say a lot. In fact, they like him so much because he's been so weak and so bad. Crazy. I mean, oh my God, it's so. Crazy. It goes on and it on for the entire on. speech. You've got to listen. I mean, it is sassy. Trump is the new favorite thing. He is so good. It is endless, endless comedy. If you want, if you want to listen Are to more. Are you of sure it's the new favorite thing, or is it the second new favorite? Oh no! Thing? Well, the new. I mean, yeah, clearly, I Sarah Queen. Gotta wait. I had a I had a so fit of vagina bad. farts a couple of weeks ago. I had a nonstop. I thought I was going to become the hip hop the hiccup girl of the vagina fart world. I, I really realize that isn't she like in jail for life or like yeah she did she murdered somebody. Okay, it's a really yeah. sad story. So I hope that doesn't happen. But I thought oh my god my vagina will not stop farting. Is this like what's happened? Um, and then I was doing all kinds of research that, in fact, sometimes your vagina can constantly suck in air and just fart like crazy. I told you, you I have walk. a friend that can do it. And I got really nervous. Now, I will. And then Sarah Queef. Sarah Queef. Congratulations. <laughs> I know you've, oh always, God, wanted, you've, you've always wanted to hear a song with your name in it. You wow. know, a song written for you. So God, this I've the made first, it. Is that the first song that's ever been written for you? I believe so. Yeah. No, I thought there was one other, like, um, years ago. I thought there was like another song. Okay, there probably was one about your mustache at some point, but <laughs> that's the first one about. We gotta come up. We gotta have Teddy Beats come up with one. Oh god, god Teddy Beats. By the way, you were at the live show. Teddy Beats. He's, he's the one that does our intro song and our outro song. Incredibly talented musician who Sammy works with. They're both very yeah. talented musicians, but. He kept introing the shows, and he'd be like, all right, guys, I've come up with this new term for everybody here tonight. Welcome, Phrasiacs. Welcome. I came up with that just a minute ago. (laughs) He had no idea. We've been using that forever. Well, hold on. In his defense, though, he's just a good friend. He knows us, and he keeps up with our lives. Doesn't really listen that often, though. Yeah, okay, thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, like we said, we did two sold-out shows here in uh, in D.C. at the uh, D.C. Improv, which is an amazing cl- comedy club, and um, we had some great guests, Tracy Braxton being one of them, but then um, also the people behind the brother and sister trio that did the... Um, the zombie see. apocalypse, which is... Right. Which which still, I was actually impressed to see how easily they executed and that everyone in their family was willing just to play along. Like, my yes. friends would not do that. If I like, had to call friends and like get family members involved, they'd be like, nah, I don't really, nah, nah, we're not going to play along. 
Well, there were some great moments, by the way. And one of them was, um, you want to talk about the guy that fat shamed you? Oh, yeah. Let's talk about Play this. Play that so- clip. So what happened was um, I had found a quiz earlier on Saturday about, based on your body type, what Olympic sport you'd mm-hmm. be really good at. So I took it for both Sammy and me. And listen to this. Well, there's a quiz going around of what Olympic sport you would do based on your body type. And okay. I, I took it for you. Thank you. <laughs> Let me what guess. You Curling. Think- I don't know. Let's... What do you think you got? Uh, Aside from nothing. There's nothing. Wait, like. <laughs> oh, there was actually that swimmer from. Are like, you talking no, about he the overweight one? Yeah, the, the fat swimmer. That looked the like. The fat me. swimmer. <laughs> Which, oddly enough, I believe we are both from the continent of Africa. So touche. Yeah, there's. So, oh my yeah. God! This man just shamed, fat shamed you on our stage. <laughs> Oh, my God. It was so bad. That's you, literally, what, 15 oh. minutes into our very first show? Robel Kairos Habati of Ethiopia is the one that has been getting the fat shaming, by the way, from Ethiopia. And he looks better than me. This so guy. that's actually insulting to him. That's I know we do look kind of alike. I know. I oh got bigger God. nipples. Um, and then, wait, do we go on to actually talk about what and sports we go we'd on be good to, at? Yeah, actually, actually we so, go on to see what you would be good at. Yeah. Okay, so I took the quiz for both of us, and Sammy got weightlifter, and then I got gymnast and well, race walker. I came out gymnast and then race walker. Because I rated myself as having longer oh, like legs. The, like the race walkers? <laughs> like, the, I, you guys ever watched that before? Like, they walk like this. <laughs> yes! <laughs> That's exactly what it actually you know what? I would love to do that as well. I feel like I have the technique down. Sammy got up, by the way, and was race walking the stage. People love that. Which, thing. by the way, I was doing that all weekend long, and I actually <laughs> did research on it, and I guess my technique was a little bit off. Oh, really? Because we- you have to always have one foot on the ground at all time, and your front foot needs to be straight until your body crosses over it. Oh, God, that sounds difficult. So it's, like, much more difficult to do than I just thought. You know, I just thought it was about me wiggling my hips and <laughs> and shaking my little booty. But, so, no, it's way more difficult. I actually looked into it, and there's a, there's a race walking group here in, uh, in the D.C. area I'm trying to join. You would be so good. I want to see that. You would be amazing. Yeah. Um, a funny thing is there's actually a lot of, like, episodes of TV shows about race walking for some reason. Really? When I was doing my research, I want to race walking this weekend. Yeah. I love it. Um, we went on to talk about this was another moment where the audience loved it. But there was a story about... Um, oh, I thought you were going to talk the butthole. Do you want to talk? I mean, I thought that was the moment you were talking about. What was the butthole When one? we had our... Technical difficulties that everyone thought was part of the show. Oh, my God. We opened the show. We tried to go to open the show, and we have a projector up because we're going to have to show this viral video of the brothers convincing mm-hmm. their sister of a zombie apocalypse. Super easy. Sammy's background on his computer is of, I never heard of this until Saturday night, but cake farts. Okay. Well, can I just, okay, you make me sound so gross and weird when you talk about this story. No. You are Here's weird. what happened. I use my computer a lot of times for audio stuff, so, like, I'll plug in an extra screen, you know? And I have my default settings so that it takes the background, just puts it on the other screen, so I have to drag it up there because you have like audio. You would have like your, you know, you actually have your screen and you have your faders and stuff, right? So I keep them separate. The problem is though, when I plugged in, it immediately went back to that default. So on the projector, it wasn't showing my screen, it was showing the other screen I would have, you know, in theory. Which just happened to be my background, which my friends thought it was funny a few weeks ago to screenshot a woman with chocolate cake all up in her ass and make it the background of my computer. So needless I to don't say, think people knew really what was happening at first, and then we were like, "Oh, oh!" It was honest to God. It was like that moment you're at your office, and then porn comes up. It was that moment. It looks like an asshole, Sarah. Like it's not like it looked like anything else. People knew exactly what it was when it came up, and it was mortifying. And then I had to explain to everybody, and I believe now um, I have just found out about new policies about porn at the improv, in which I did not realize. Oh, they have one, which is no... Which is none, I'm pretty sure not. Really? Yeah. Damn, we violated that? At the improv, they don't allow that? On accident. On accident. I'm really sad. It was was on accident. I was going to bring up the other quick uh, clip that people really liked. There was a guy last week that called in a bomb threat to JFK Airport because he didn't want his... um, his wife or his girlfriend going over to Africa to uh, on a vacation. True love, true love. True love, right? Of course, he uses his dad's cell phone, so police are able to, like, track it back. But we start this story, and Sammy has a funny line. Also, okay, did you guys all hear the story of the guy that called in the um, Delta Airlines bomb threat to stop his girlfriend from going overseas because she was going on vacation without him? That's true love right there. 
Are they well, still together? I bring, this up. I bring this up because, you know, people don't know this about Sammy, but when Sammy is, like, in love, Wait, he's hold like... hold on, hold on. <laughs> hold the fuck on. If there is one thing I'm never going to let you attribute to me as an Arab Muslim, it's any sort of bomb threat. <laughs> Which is true, because you don't know this, but I have spent hours upon hours being detained and questioned. Oh, my God. That, and that their line, random searches. The live shows were so, so good. And we're going to, um, you know, as you know, we've been picked up by Podcast One. So we're going to figure out ways um, in the next a couple of months to figure out how to release those to you. So if mm-hmm. you are interested in hearing kind of more behind the scenes, we're going to figure that out. So for right now, we're going to play some clips, which is a little different because sometimes the audio quality isn't always as good as we want. And it's you know? tough too because people are heckling, people are talking, you know, and Sarah and I are drinking. I know it's it's a lot. So if you are wondering why those live shows haven't been posted, they will be in the future. I don't have a date for you yet, but that will happen. What did you end up doing after the live show? Did you go out and rage? No, I went home. I stayed around. I hung out after the live show and talked to everybody that wanted to hang out because you know I love the meet and greet line. I enjoy a lot. We do. We and, both uh, love it. Yeah, we both love that. So I always want people to feel like if they want to meet us and talk, that they can do that. I hate when you meet a celebrity and they are not interested in you. It's oh, like, God. Mario Lopez. Oh, I'm sure the biggest, probably the biggest douche of all time. Would not talk to me. Actually, the one that I'm really still pissed <clears throat> about, Polly Shore. And Polly Shore, hello. Like, I mean, it but probably would have helped him to talk to But you, you don't know. Like, I was obsessed. Like, when I sit there and honestly, for the longest time, people are like, who's your favorite comedian? I'd be like, Polly Shore. And I was genuine <laughs> about it. I wasn't joking. I wasn't being sarcastic. I was genuine about it. I genuinely liked him. Had all of his VHS movies, all the DVDs. Like, I memorized most. Like, Biodome, I had memorized from front to back, back <laughs> to front. No matter which direction I watched it, I knew how it went, Okay. Get a chance. Friends of mine are like, you know, he's doing a show at the 930 Club. We got you a ticket. And you'll get a chance to meet him. I was like, no shit. Oh, and he was probably oh the my biggest day And I get up there, and I'm so excited. But unfortunately, I had to leave because it was literally the day that I had a friend of mine getting married. Oh. So I had left. After the actual ceremony, I bailed. Went to see Polly Shore for, like a, you know, for his first set. Wanted to meet him, and he came by me. I was like, what's up, Polly? Oh, my God, dude, huge fan. Like, ever since Wee's in the Juice, man, I've been all about you, bro. And he sat there, and he's like, oh, cool, man. And I was like, can I please get a picture? Like, it would be the highlight, man. You don't understand. You're like my favorite comedian of all time. He goes, eh, maybe later. Oh, and he yeah. literally turned away and walked away from me. Turned around and walked. It was me and him in a room by ourselves. And he just turned around and walked away from me. Polly fucking sure. Devastating. Devastating. I'm still pissed about it. I, look, at people ask me if I'm bitter. I go, I'm not bitter about anything except for that. I'm still really fucking bitter about that. Oh, my God. Really bitter about Polly Shore dissing me. Well, anyway, we always want you to feel like you can meet us and hang out with us. We don't so. want to be your Polly Shore. Right, exactly. We want well, to be your... I want to ask you about you know what you what happened to you after the live show, but I wanted to play one more clip because oh, yeah. we had the new... Um, we call them the new Wilson Phillips, but we had Cabot Phillips, Hudson Phillips, and Millicent Phillips. <laughs> Millicent, yeah. These three are amazing. They're a brother and sister uh, combo. And they did the viral video, which has been seen a hundred million times, called "It's Brothers Convincing Their Sister of a Zombie Apocalypse." You've seen it. She she went and had dental surgery. She's still high on Novocaine. They convince her that a zombie apocalypse is coming. And the famous kind of line is, "Do you want to pick the dog or the cat? You've got to save yeah. one." And she goes in on how much how awful the dog is. So they were our special guests to kind of find out, you know, how much money they made off the video. Which let me, they wouldn't answer that. So how much money do you think they? I made? bet they each made like a couple hundred thousand. You think they made that much? Yeah. Yeah, a couple hundred thousand each. Really? You think you can make that off of... At, oh at that God, many really? millions of views? Yeah, and with AdSense, that makes sense to me. They each made like... If they're using Google AdSense, they probably did, yeah. Holy crap. They would not answer that. Um, but they were very cool, and they also... Ellen flew them out on the show. So Millicent had a... We wanted to know what Ellen was really like in real life, so take a listen. All right, well, give us the scoop. What was Ellen like? Was Do you get to like interact with her at all, or her was it... Her eyes were so blue. Really? I swear to you, I swam in that. I, <laughs> I, I sat down in that chair and I looked her in the eyes, and it was like those montages that they have in movies, like in Anchorman when they have that montage when it's just like a cartoon all of a sudden, and then like it's over. It was literally like that. I was like, "What just happened?" And then we, we stood up and it was over. But she has crazy blue eyes. She smells really good. Oh. I know all celebrities she, smell she, so she, good. <laughs> wow. Yeah, the they were great. Thing to me because you're like, oh my god, celebrities smell so good. How many celebrities do you smell? 
I well a lot. You know, like Fifty Cent. Of course, I'm I'm totally distracted because well, I'm trying to. You're Google. a girl, so you like hug the celebrities, don't you? Mm. Yes. I don't. Like I don't. You know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not hugging them. I'm trying to Google how much money I think that they made off $100 million. So you're trying to Google it, Sarah? No, you're, no I think you're absolutely well, right. Well, here, keep on Googling. I'll just play some background music. When you're walking through the hallway and you wear a little squeak. No, it's not a monster hearing. Really? Just a Sarah Quay. Just a Sarah Quay. All right, what's your guess? Just a Sarah Quay. Just well, a you're Sarah right. Quay. You're right. A hundred. If they get 100 million views, they've definitely made over $100,000. Okay. Yeah. Then rock and roll. Yeah. And that's on the low end. So you're right. They probably did make like $250,000. That's amazing. They yeah. were great guests. Um, okay, so before we, we air the Tracy Braxton interview, because it was so good. We kind of we wanted to air yeah. the majority of that. It was really, really excellent. Um, and Tracy Braxton lives here in Maryland, even though they tape in Atlanta, the mm-hmm. reality show in L.A., and her sister Tony and other sisters live in L.A. and Atlanta. She still wants to stay here in Maryland. So before we do that, I, get, I, called, I talked to you yesterday on the phone. And you're like, oh, my God, I had another run-in with police on Saturday night. Well, (laughs) I know, right? You expect it, but no. So we're leaving here, okay? And here's the thing. Normally, I just, like, I actually, people know this about me. Like, I take the bus into the show. Like, I ride the bus to my life because it's so much easier. I live one bus. It's literally the direct bus. I can take it directly here. So I take buses to the show. I take buses to the improv because it's cheaper. It's easier than, you know, parking or trying to get an Uber or anything like that. Like. And why not? It gets me just as fast. I don't care. Well, after we were leaving, it was really late. So the buses weren't working anymore. So I look at my buddy, Mark, who happens to be from Egypt. And he's like, well, dude, hey, let's all hang out. I got my car up the street. I'll drive. So me, Teddy Beats, very tall Caucasian man, and his girlfriend, a very beautiful Caucasian lady, all get in this car with my friend. Who, by the way, is Egyptian. He looks really Egyptian. Like, I don't look Arabic at all. You know what I mean? Like, I don't really look Middle Eastern. Yeah, it's true. You could pass like, for a lot of things. I yeah. can kind of just whatever pass, you know? He, you look at him, you go, you are from the Middle East. You are an Arab. Like, straight up. Okay? So we go, and we're driving. We literally take the first turn out of the improv. One turn. We're not even, like, a block away from the club. A cop pulls us over, okay? And we go, what the hell's going on? The cop comes up. First question he asks is he looks at me, okay, in the back seat, looks at, you know, Teddy's girlfriend Teddy, sitting next Teddy's to me. Teddy's girlfriend. Looks at Teddy and then looks at our Arab friend driving and goes, so you their Uber driver or something? <laughs> and oh, here's the no. thing. I sat there and I started to cry because I was trying to hold in laughter so much and I just start laughing, laughing, laughing. And the guy's like, what? and Mark's like, what? No. I'm their friend. What, like, what the, what the fuck? I'm their friend. I'm not their Uber driver. He's like, license and registration. He's like, okay, like, sure. But I thought it was the funniest thing. So like, please tell me, did you guys get out of this without anyone getting arrested? No one got arrested. No one got it. I think afterwards when he, re- like, I think once it kind of sat in with them, he was like, oh, shit. I did make some pretty racist <laughs> remarks. Um, Are you there? Uh, okay, you know what I'm going to do? Lift. No. You guys just want to come inside? Yeah, why don't you guys just come in? Uh, you know, here's a warning, guys. Enjoy the rest of your night. Be safe. Oh, my God. Is that the first time? That's like the first time you've ever interacted well, with that's a police officer and actually just like got out of it. Well, hold on. That's because I was too busy laughing hysterically in the back seat the entire time that his partner just had the had the flashlight on me. He was like, how drunk are you? And I was like, I'm not, dude. It was funny. You just asked my Arabic friend if he was our Uber driver. Like, how is that not stereotyping? How is that not just like, I could either be super offended or I can continue laughing my ass off in the back seat. Your choice. Oh, my God. Well, so thank God. Thank God no more arrests. Oh, Hopefully fun. we're over that hill. Yeah, it's good. While. And so, you know, it was fun. We had, you know, the cop made that comment. Tracy Braxton made a comment on my camel toe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so one of the other... It was, a, it was a total, you know, it was a full 360 of a day, you know? One of the other things you'll hear in the interview is, um, and Tracy kind of calls it back, but when we were talking about Olympics, uh, the Olympics over the um, over the weekend on the live show, we were talking about Cosmo magazines getting a lot of heat for being sexist and essentially publishing 32 best bulges of the Olympics and showing the Olympic men. By the way, the Australian swimmers have it down. They've got like, oh, apparently huge things. Absolutely. So at one point I said to you, let's see your Olympics. They don't call it Olympic. down under for a reason, Sarah. <laughs> it has nothing to do with where it's where the continent's placement is on the globe. So at one point I said to you, let's see your bulge. So you pull up your pants, but it just looks like a mangina. Like it didn't really look like there was a lot there. And you said, look, I'm a grower. Not Thank a shower. You, right? 
<laughs> so she ends up calling you what camel knot or camel hoof? camel knuckle i believe camel knuckle i don't know it was pretty is that fantastic. like what, what's that like is that I a bigger know. than a moose knuckle or smaller i think it was a mix between a camel toe and a moose knuckle because it was just so confusing you couldn't really tell what it was but you know oh my god i just freaking love it have a, it's, it's like a ken doll down there i feel well, um, we're going to air that interview right now. By the way, as you know, we've been picked up by Podcast One. A lot of you have had the question, hey, uh, why aren't you guys on SoundCloud anymore? Why aren't you on Podomatic? We switched over. Podcast One is now carrying us. If you have an Android phone or an iPhone, you can download their app, which is totally free. Podcast One is their app. Or you can continue to get us on iTunes if you're an mm-hmm. iPhone user. So those are the two places you can get us. The podcast app works very, very well for Android. So I know if you were a SoundCloud fan, then now we are on podcast one or you can stream us from podcast one.com so do that um here's tracy braxton take a listen to this and be sure to be watching braxton family values on we um i am so excited about this woman first of all she's been in a part of an incredible show the braxton family values has been on since 2011 which is incredible for a show she's also been an amazing singer are you okay? I'm just still laughing. You're like, let's talk about Sammy's small dick. Now, next up on the show. <laughs> well, I got to get Tracy here. She wants to weigh in Let's on your go. small yeah, dick, too. Lay on in. It's roughly three ounces. Come on up. <laughs> uh, please welcome to the stage the amazing singer and star of Braxton Family Values, Tracy Braxton. Woo! Oh, gosh. I feel like we. I feel like we start so many of our interviews by first apologizing, and I feel like this is no different. Uh, we're sorry that you have to watch through the first half. No, I, I was enjoying myself over there. Oh, good, good. With your camel hoof. Thank you, thank you, thank you. A camel hoof. Your little camel. That's what I'm calling you from now on, camel. That's it. Yeah. You have. You understand, I will be 50 years old, and people will be like, yo, what's up, camel hoof? <laughs> and I can always know that tonight, August 13th, 2016, that's where it all began. Yes. I appreciate it. You're welcome. <laughs> Look, you have an incredible career, yes. and um, I didn't even realize that you lived here in Maryland yes. until a couple of months ago. Yeah, I still live here. Everybody packed up and left, but I'm still in my DMV area. I love it. I love my blue crabs. I love my Four Seasons, whatever. Mother Nature, you know, is not bipolar or on her cycle. Right. Sometimes, you know, you have to have a sweat on it, and all of a sudden it's hotter than a jalapeno scoochie outside. Amen. (laughs) So, you know... So you have been a part of a singing family for many, many years. Yes. You guys grew up out of, outside of Baltimore. Yes. Seven you and yeah. your four sisters. No, five. Yeah, four sisters. Four the sisters. Five. Five. Yeah. The five. The five trio. So tell us, when did you... <laughs> the five trio? <laughs> it seems like there's three of us sometimes. And that would be the finishing of that first margarita. Let's get her a second one. Well, you know, the five trio. Yes. <laughs> Um, so tell us this, when did you guys all start singing together? We started singing since, um, before we could talk. My mom, really? um, yes, my mom had um, a scholarship to Morgan, and she got married and had us. So, you know, like, okay. And so she sung to us while we was in her womb and sung to us the whole entire time. And believe me, my mother is like the woman of Joe Jackson. I mean, no nonsense. She's the Joe Jackson female yes, version? <gasps> what? Oh, my oh God. God. And then, you know, we PKs. So, you know, my mother was like the choir director and everything, and she would look at you. <gasps> oh, my God. Yes. I'm like, the Ooh. eye twitch, too? Yes. I'm so scared of my mom. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared of my mother, I too. Am. I'm, I'm, so I'm telling you. And she threatens us, too. I'll slap the piss out you, and I don't want to wear the pants. I like being on my own. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Mm-hmm. Don't help me to go to the bathroom. Let me go by myself. Okay, because I think what's interesting about your story is much like the Jacksons, yes. you, you guys did grow up singing and were in a family mm-hmm. that that was what you were groomed to be. Yes. yes. So how difficult was it to live through that? Hmm. Okay, we was always Tony little sisters. So yes, yeah. that's really. I want to ask you about that too. I that's had really her old hard. prom dress. I had to wear it twice. Child, you know, you got to have the hand me downs and stuff like that. You know, I had to make sure I take the band off afterwards. Oh, yes. Tony was always Tony was always the one. It's, she was always mm. the big sister. It was like, oh, that's Tony Braxton's sister. 
I'm like, okay, when I'm going to be Tracy? So, you know, but, you know, when you have older siblings, yeah. you know, so it, it's, it's always like that. I mean, can you run like Tony? Well, no, Tony. This is a stubby girl. She's only 5'2". <laughs> well, well, that's what... Uh, yeah, go ahead, Sam. I was going to say, I but also, you questions. have, like, a family that's so talented, right? And mm. I've always wondered, if everyone can sing, if everyone can play an instrument in your family... Yeah. Is breakfast just like a Broadway musical? Like, do you guys walk in like, I will take some cereal today? You know what? We do that. Really? I we don't. I always thought oh my so. God. And you know what my husband said to me when we was dating? We was an abnormal family. We, it's, it's oh, not really? Normal. Oh my God. You know, when we would start dating, we used to work together, and I would talk all morning long. And my husband was like, Tracy, Tracy, nobody's that happy in the morning. Nobody. So we, we would get up, me and my sisters, my brother, we would get up, and we'd just be on, you know, all jolly. Like, hey, what's up? You're singing today? about maple syrup and waffles. Yeah, like, I mean, it was a, I'll take the maple. It was a lovely household until we That's got That's fantastic. I'm glad to know that, actually. Well, yeah. I want to, because I had read about you guys, and I, I don't know if this is true or not, because what you read online obviously isn't always true, but mm-hmm. I had read that as a group, as a family group, you had gone to sign mm-hmm. with L.A. Reid, yes. but they had already signed TLC, yes. and so they didn't want another girl group. No, they didn't. I they mean, what? you were there. Like, yes. you were there knocking on the door. Yes, knocking on heaven's door, honey, but Tony opened up that door, and we sung back up for her anyway, so... She opened up that door for us, so I'm so, very thankful for her. Yeah. So yeah. have you come full circle? Because I would imagine it's many years of working through. Like, it has to be hard yes. to be back up. Yeah. And never kind of get the time to shine until now. Until now. You know, it didn't it doesn't bother us because we was Tony's backup singers. Um, you have to start from the bottom anyway. You know what I'm mm, saying? Yes. My sister and Tamar are um, 10 years apart. So when Tony can say, do me, baby, why my sister just 10 years old can say, do me, baby? I don't think so. And Evelyn was not having it. Yeah, your mother. (laughs) Evelyn was not having it at all. Yes. I mean, there is so much about your story that's so fascinating Mm -hmm. and that your mom uh, put a lot of pressure on Tony as well, right, to include all of you Mm -hmm. guys. Yes. And that's why the show has really happened and has been amazing. One for all and all for one. You work through that. Yeah. You have a beautiful voice on your own. Thank you. You Thank really you. do. Thank and you. so you've had an album out. You have yes. another one and some more singles coming yes. out. Yes. Tell us about that. Do you write your own music? How do you do it? Sometimes I write my own music. Um, uh, sometimes I'll go in the studio to give me a song. I'll go in the studio. And sometimes I, you know, change a few words, you know, to um, fit myself. Ooh, my okay. own DNA. You understand? Mm-hmm. So um, it's exciting. Um, I'm doing my second album, my sophomore album, and I have Tony and my sister Trina and Tawana singing back up on one song. So I'm very excited. Tell us the name. I know the two songs are not out yeah. yet. They're not out yet. Okay, when do you think they will be so we can keep... Very soon, you know. Um, so we're waiting for all the masters and, and things like that. So, you know, when you're in, in the entertainment business, they always give you a date. Mm-hmm. That date is never, never, the uh, never date right. Yeah. You're supposed to. I'm like, really? It's like, you know, having a false pregnancy. <laughs> they tell you it's going to come out. I know this, guys. Why do you guys tell hello? You know, like a false labor. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Oh, I'm about to have. Oh, dang. I stepped on the road. My dick went down. So it's like, what? <laughs> So it's coming. Pretty much. But also, aside from that, you do so much great work. You, yes. I read that you've lost 60 pounds. Yeah. That's incredible. I did. I did. I How'd did. you do it? Well, at first, you got to exercise. Oh, that helps. <laughs> That's that helps. And you have one. to watch weight. But I have to say, um, I was going through a lot of women problems, and I had to lay on Jesus' cloak. Okay. Yes. Mm. I didn't touch the hem of his garment. I had to lay on his cloak. And, you know, um, I had a lot of female problems. I had fibroids and everything else. I did. The, um, I had to do a DNC thing. I had to do an ablation. And then they had to do emergency hysterectomy. Which is, you know, I'm glad. Oh, Lord. That, that's... It's a what? Baby, isn't that wonderful? <laughs> I'm serious. I don't, I have, to like, never have, to I don't have to worry about that old dirty winch up in, in the Bible no more. And would this be a good transition to ask what the honey story is then? Oh, my God. Or... Okay. Yes. Okay, so. Okay. <laughs> I'm still traumatized by it. So we was started dating. And I made him wait for six months. Before six he got months? The Udi Booty. Oh, I my God. 
I like them. You know, I like them. You know, when a chick like you, you know, they wait for a little bit. When I, I like a so. girl, I make her wait six months, too. Really? Yeah. <laughs> no, I liked him. And, you know, I wanted him to respect me and, and things like that. You know, give him some little limitations. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> when I finally started giving him the booty booty. Uh-huh. I love it. <laughs> We thought it was on, you know, adventure and everything with some honey. Well, baby put the honey in the microwave and put it in there too long. <laughs> and he poured it on me. I said, oh, God damn, God damn it. <laughs> so he didn't get none that night. I was, you know, traumatized. So you guys keep honey at home still or no? No, nah, I mean, don't use the honey no, no more. No, that was okay. that was third degree burn. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, you we want to we want to play. We, I have two quick questions for you, and then we're okay, gonna play okay. a game with you about other uh, sibling, um, not really trios, but sibling groups, families. Um, true or false? Are you guys gonna have a Broadway show about your family? You know, I don't even know. Oh, I want you. I to. Haven't, we haven't had that meeting yet. Okay. You know, we're, we're business women, and my mom taught us you have to be business women. You have to know exactly what you're doing and when you're getting your feet wet. You just don't jump into something. You have to know what's going on and the pros and cons. And you don't want to go into a business adventure and fall on your face. Yeah, true. And, and no one tells you anything about it. it and, and you don't want to sign your name so someone can own you. Who wants that? No, it's I true. don't want it. So, Been there. Yeah. I work too hard. <laughs> um, also, I had read, because of course, you know, the rumors are always out there about Tony Braxton and Birdman. And you. Oh, were- yeah, <laughs> you know it. <laughs> and wing! That baby. <laughs> I tease them all the time. But I had heard that you actually had known Birdman for years, and you were like, this is like incest if these two are hooking up. And your family knows everybody. Who's someone else that we would be surprised that you and your family are very close to? Because I had no clue you all knew Birdman. Really? Let's see, who else? Let's see. Um, Oh, come on. I bet you're, like, very good friends with someone like, I don't know. It'll probably be someone random like Celine Dion. No, Tony's close with her and Barbara Streisand. Um, we sat down, ate dinner with Bat Miller. Um, it's a whole trough of people. Drake. Uh, you and Drake. No, you don't like no, him? No. No. No, no. <laughs> no. Do you see the complexion my husband is? Not a Drake fan? <laughs> not, a Drake, not a Drake fan. <laughs> All right, we're going to Nobody want Casper the Friendly All right, well, we want to play one game. Oh, but Sarah want to play one last... That was I mean, he's talented. He's just not my type. He's very talented. He's very talented. He's just not my type. I just, you know. And I was going to feel uncomfortable asking this next question, but not anymore not after anymore. that comment. Oh, All it, right. You know, it's not like Tony when she did Breathe Again. She had that light skin in the dude <laughs> when she was at the maze. Right. <laughs> Right. I'm still traumatized about my light-skinned dude when I did my video last call. And then he was short, okay? Um, he was short. He came up to my kneecap. <laughs> All right. Have you ever played the game Fuck, Mary Kill? No. You know what I'm talking about? You got to pick never... someone to marry, someone to have intercourse with, and someone to kill, right? Okay? Y'all set me up for failure. Oh, no. You You'll know it. I got my husband the right there. I mean, you going to do this in front of my husband? It's well, he can, he can fuck him, too. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are a team here. All right, so we got three other famous famous families out there, okay? okay. You have to pick one to well, marry. Well, who's the other famous one? One to care, one to marry, one to fuck, and one to kill. Are you ready for the three choices? Okay, three choices. Okay, okay. we have the Osmonds. Mm-hmm. The Jacksons mm-hmm. and the Jonases. So, Tracy Braxton, on record, who would you like to screw, who would you marry? marry, kill? Jackson Five, Osmonds, Jonas Brothers. Um. Uh, no words. <laughs> <laughs> husband, no words. Husband has no words. <laughs> No, I'm not the little Jonas Brothers. You know, I'm kind of older woman. That's like I'm going to breastfeed them. So that's more of a rape situation, okay? It's not a good position right there. So you're killing them. So, uh, 
Yeah, I got my have to kill them. All right, okay. kill the Jonas's. They got going yeah. to God. I think I would agree with that one too. Right. Let me see. Hmm. Do I marry? I don't know. Both of them got some money up in the family. Ooh, I'm sorry, baby. Next time I'm married for money, not for love. So. <laughs> I'm talking about my next life. My next life. Next, next. Let me see. I'm a marry. I'm a marry Osborne. Amen. Okay. okay, all right. Marry the Osborne. Yeah, you probably knew the And Jackson. then I may have to have, yes. And you knew how fucked up they were. And you know, I'm, I'm you yeah. fuck them and leave them because they are yeah. crazy. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll just have a couple babies by them. Just give me, give me my uterus back. <laughs> Tracy Baxton, we are so grateful that you have been Thank here you. to share your story. Thank Please you. tell people where they can follow you. Oh yeah. I know your songs will be for sale on iTunes and everywhere yes, else and yes, you'll keep I us posted wait. when they come out. But please tell us where we can look for you. You can look for me um IG the real Tracy Braxton because this Tracy Braxton stole it and then she going to put on it God is good and I wonder why God is good cuz you use my name. And um <laughs> Facebook Tracy Braxton. <laughs> I'm serious. She put God is good. And I'm like, I wonder why God is good. You using my name? And I got in trouble. And that was on IG restriction for a whole month. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, Twitter Tracy Braxton. Um, uh, Snapchat Tracy Braxton. Thank you yes. so much. We're Thank so grateful so for you to take your Thank time you. on a Saturday night. We really Thanks. appreciate it. So much more success to come. You're Thank like shining. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you so much. Sarah Fraser, Sammy K, going for the number one spot.